I'm John Wilson, Head of Technical Research and Policy at Dowriada Trustees Limited. This is the second in a series of monthly video logs or vlogs looking at developments in pensions law and practice. And for this month, we want to take a look at changes which occurred in June 2022. And first up is a topic that I did mention in the video log for May, uh, and that is pension dashboards. And the reason for bringing it up again is there's been a couple of substantive developments. First of all, there's a new consultation around pension dashboards, which I think from a trustee perspective just confirms that the, the proposals uh, are going ahead uh, and that the programme is on track. But more importantly, for trustees of pension schemes, the pensions regulator has now published its guidance for trustees. Uh, and this is something that trustees need to be looking at now, I think, regardless of when their staging date is for pension dashboard. A few key points for trustees to, to think about. Two, maybe in relation to the service providers that they use but one specifically for trustees themselves. So for service providers, given that many pension schemes outsource their pension scheme administration, trustees should be talking to their administrator, finding out how the administrator will connect to the pensions dashboard, and also finding out how the, the, the administrator will be supplying data to the pensions dashboard. And it's on that last note that there is an issue specifically for trustees to consider. Members of pension schemes will be able to come along and ask about their, their pension scheme information and benefits. They'll be able to view that information on their benefits via the pensions dashboard. Uh, and some members may take action on the back of that information that they receive as well. Even though before they take any action, they should be getting in touch with the relevant pension scheme. So from a trustee perspective, what trustees need to be very confident about, of course, is that the data being provided to pension dashboards is accurate and up to date and can be supplied to the pension dashboard in an efficient way. So it has been digitized. Essentially, the position that we've reached now is that good pension scheme data is no longer the nice to have that it used to be or something that you addressed at point of retirement. It is now an absolute prerequisite for trustees to be able to comply with their pension dashboard duties. And do remember if incorrect information is supplied, uh, and in particular, if your members take action on the back of that information, then at very least, trustees will have the issue of time and resource um, in terms of dealing with potential member complaints. So the time to start thinking about pension dashboards, and in particular, the integrity of your data is now. And that applies not just to the big schemes, which will start supplying information next year, but also smaller schemes, which will start to connect to the dashboard and supply information from 2024 and beyond. Sticking with law and policy developments, um, the DWP has published a response to an earlier consultation on the Occupational Pension Schemes Climate Change Governance and Reporting Regulations 2022. Now, the response to this consultation and the draft regulations that are published alongside it uh, are probably most relevant to bigger pension funds. And by that, I mean pension funds with assets in excess of 1 billion. 
they're going to have to expect, extend the reporting that they do in connection with climate change. But this response to a consultation is also relevant to trustees of other schemes as well, because alongside the response, two sets of guidance have been issued statutory guidance and non-statutory guidance, which to quote the DWP is to help trustees understand and consider financially material, environmental, social and governance factors and stewardship approaches in their investment decision making. And to put this into more plain English, what this means is that there is now new guidance from the DWP, which should help with the drafting of your statement of investment principles and your implementation statements. So for SIPs already in place, it might be a time to review them in light of the new guidance. And for implementation statements, you will certainly need to take the, the new statutory guidance um, into consideration from October 2022 onwards when it takes effect. Something a little bit different now, but again, something that was mentioned in the the May um, uh, the May video log or, or vlog. Um, HMRC has published another pension schemes newsletter, number one hundred and forty in the series, uh, and it's relevant, I, I think, to trustees in two important respects. First, it provides an update on the Managing Pension Scheme Service and those that looked at the, the May vlog will recall that the, the reporting and accounting for tax with HMRC is changing from an old system, the Pension Schemes Online system, to a new system, the Managing Pension Schemes Service system. Um, so there is further guidance on that transition from old to new system, which will be very important for trustees, especially if they do have some tax to account for. But another reason why this um, newsletter is helpful is on a new development, but in relation to uh, uh, an old chestnut of, of a topic. A lot of schemes are still grappling with GMP equalisation or that is addressing the inequalities in guaranteed minimum pensions. The latest newsletter from HMRC provides an update on a specific issue. And that is a case where there have been passed underpayments to members. And as part of GMP equalisation project, um, pension schemes are making good these underpayments uh, by paying arrears. And because some of these payments may have been due many years in the past, will be adding interest to the arrears that they pay out to members. There's been important development in terms of potential different tax treatment of the substantive arrears payment and any interest which is added to the arrears for late payment. Um, the, the practical implication for, of this is that it may be necessary to separate out the arrears payment and the interest payment but there is more information on this in Pension Schemes Newsletter 140. I think it's suffice to say for trustees of pension schemes that whoever is leading their GMP equalisation project, um, trustees should ensure that they are aware of this latest guidance and the implications for the project itself. And finally, uh, and again, something a, a, a little bit different uh, and perhaps um, could confined an application to, to, to trustees of certain pension schemes. The Department for Working Pensions has published the government's response to a consultation way back in 2019 on delivering the Competition and Markets Authorities, the CMA, 
recommendations for trustee oversight of investment consultants and fiduciary managers. Now, the practical implication of all of this is at the moment, particularly for schemes using fiduciary management, certain reports had to be made to the CMA. But it was always the intention that responsibility for, for this particular issue would in due course be transferred to the pensions regulator. That is now happening. So for schemes in scope, instead of reporting to the CMA, reporting will in future be done to the pensions regulator uh, and instead of, of it being a, 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 a one-off um, report each year, the reporting will be done, we assume, in line with the pension scheme return system, although that's not specifically consultation, although uh, it is probably implied. So really a change of form rather than sub substance. The reporting that schemes have been doing in connection with the, the CMA and fiduciary management um, will continue, but responsibility for it will move from the Competition and Markets Authority to the pensions regulator. And that's some of the, the, the key developments for, for June. Um, in July and probably moving forward, some of the things that we will probably be reporting on should include the new single code of practice for pension schemes, including the requirement to start thinking about effective systems of governance and own risk assessments. And we're also expecting an update on the new scheme funding regime for defined benefit pension schemes, including the requirement for trustees to set long-term funding targets. So, so look out for that in the next issue of our monthly update. Thank you and goodbye.